Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Radio Program. I'm your host, Caleb Gordon. Really excited you're here with us today. As always, just want to say thank you so much to Outpost Coffee for just incredible service and incredible products. Check them out at outpostcoffeeco.com. On today's program, I talk about mentorship. And the world in which we live is just in desperate need of good, godly mentors. And I sit down with my friend Lee Kanakis today, and we talk about mentoring young men with a biblical worldview. I think it's so important that young men have a biblical worldview because the world in which we live is in desperate need of older men teaching younger men how to walk this thing out called the Christian faith. So I hope you find this conversation helpful and encouraging. Welcome to the Northfield Nation, Mr. Lee Kanakis. How are you doing, sir? Good morning, and I am enjoying being on your show today, Caleb. Thanks for the invitation. Absolutely, sir. So, how? who is Lee Kanakis? Um, Lee Kanakis is just a guy who loves God and uh, who's had opportunity to work in a couple of different arenas, both education and business, and uh, that's kind of where my interest in mentoring grew as a group of students approached me about maybe doing some mentoring with them um, a little over 30 years ago now. 30 years. You don't look a day over 25. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, okay, you, where, did, where, where were you born? Where did you? I, I'm sorry, born in Little Rock, Arkansas, uh, raised in uh, mid-Illinois the early part of my life, up to about the second grade, and then southwest Missouri. Uh, in the Joplin Springfield area, um, up through my college years, and, and that's where your family still lives to this my day. My family to the, to this day still all lives there. Awesome. And so you went to Bolivar, correct? In the little I went to obscure college the, over there. Yeah, in the early '80s. Actually, I attended college in Joplin, and uh, then wound up working for my first kind of real full time job at. Uh, at uh, a Christian college in Bolivar, Missouri. And what Christian college was that? That would be Southwest Baptist University. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and you moved. How did you get to Bartlesville? Uh, served in, uh, in Bolivar for roughly 14 years and then went to work for the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame for about two years and um, worked for them. And then with a Nike sponsored, which is now the buy.com of the PGA, Worked as a tournament coordinator for them and then moved to Bartlesville uh, to become a financial aid director at a Christian college here and then took another job at a public university. Uh, it was not really the best decision for me and uh, so I then pursued my job uh, with a business company here in Bartlesville. Sure, awesome. So I brought you on today because I think mentoring is something that needs to be um addressed because I, I think that there's there's not maybe maybe there is mentoring that's happening but maybe mm-hmm. it's not there's not a big light shown upon it mm-hmm. uh, I know a couple guys that have done some mentoring stuff but I wanted to you're doing this actively mm-hmm. and I wanted to sort of kind of get your idea what sure. what is mentoring to you what is that what does that look like um, mentoring is just providing an outlet for college students to uh, be able high school or college students to be able to um, be able to share part of their life, to ask questions beyond parental units. I'm a real strong supporter of um, students should be talking first to their parents sure. and using them as a group. Um, 
being engaged with their pastors and youth ministers where where that is. But sometimes there's just a little bit of a gap that needs to that it is kind of created there. And so I think that uh, you can kind of hone your sh your skills and um, to work on that. There are well over uh, nearly a hundred scriptures in the Bible, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, that either predict a, a or show a mentoring uh, relationship or really speak to a mentoring relationship. Um, probably my favorite is uh, Proverbs 27, 17, which says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man or one person can sharpen another. Sure. And then again, also in... Um, Later in the Bible, it talks a lot about um, older men taking care of younger men, older women really speaking into younger women's lives. And I yeah. really do um, promote that. I do think that it does need to be pretty gender-specific. Men oh, yeah. for men and women for women. I agree. Um, there are some crossover there, but by and large, I think it needs to the bulk pretty of the much time. stick yeah, mm -hmm. with uh, very uh, gender-driven. So... Um, have you noticed, I, I, I feel like there's a lot of younger guys that, that don't want to talk to older guys. And, and they, mm -hmm. they struggle with that. They like to sit. And I think maybe that is partially to do with the youth ministry con, uh, mm -hmm. mentality to some degree. Mm -hmm. Because we separate into, I, and then I'm, I'm not an anti-youth group guy. But yeah. I just think it's interesting that we segregate our young folks and we put them in a room with 30 to 40, 50 to 120 right. of their own age, and they sort of kind of look at the old, quote-unquote, old folks mm -hmm. as you know, those curmudgeons over there. And we don't really listen to some of the knowledge that they have. Mm -hmm. And some of the, uh, probably some of the best conversations that I've had are, are with men and women who are older than I am mm -hmm. by, by leaps and bounds. Mm -hmm. uh, I just turned 40, and <laughs> that's, uh, but in my 20s i i had conversations and relationships with guys that were in their mm -hmm. 60s and 70s mm -hmm. and those were amazing conversations and things that i i gleaned a lot of information mm -hmm. so why do you think it is that that we have um a generation that doesn't really see a benefit in having relationships with older people i think there are two extremes <clears throat> that uh, really fall in part of this is that a lot in our society students no longer have two parents involved in the mm -hmm. home or the home may be split. And I think one of two things on the, on the extremes, these are the extremes. Number one, um, students feel like that older men are trying to be too much like them, trying to be hip, trying to be that, to the one extreme. And the older one, is, the other one is, and I put this on older men like yourself and I, I mean adult men, mm -hmm. is that we don't think we have anything that really we can say to younger students. Uh, the other thing is, is that a lot of times I think we're viewed as being more parental figures. Yeah. And so uh, one of the things that I've really learned in mentoring is not to jump on every little thing that they may say that I don't agree with let them finish their story, and then begin to eat that in small bites about what you want to address with them sure. and what you see as a major problem. Um, you know, I've had students who have used profane language and yeah. I have not jumped on them because they're merely trying to express themselves that wasn't directed at me and will work on language 
at a later point or maybe how to express ourselves. But I think you find those two, those two extremes and, and they view adults as maybe trying to be too judgmental. Mm-hmm. Uh, even I think even expanding that to the church at times of thinking it's too regimented depending on the denomination or, it's, or you know, if I were to sh- ever share this with somebody in my church, I'd either be thrown out of the church <laughs> or, or they'd tell everybody. Sure. Um, because in a, in, a, uh, in a time of strong social media, not very many secrets anymore. No. And that is one thing related to mentoring is uh, unless it's just very extreme, like you're going to do harm to yourself, you're going to do harm to somebody else. I consider that to be kind of a covenant between the two of us, and I'm not going to talk to your parents about that. I'm not going to talk to other people about that and go, hey, did you know what Johnny or Susie did? Yeah. You know, that's not going to you be break, a part sort of, of my break that trust. Yeah, that's yeah. not. Um, well, I try to be transparent with my wife with them. I also don't want to break a trust to sure. the best of my ability with them. That is going to happen just because of the difference in age. But I try not to break that trust. Yeah, well, that's that's good. How how have what's been the best mechanism for you to be able to reach younger men? Um, there are four major things that I pretty safe, I pretty much safeguard. One, which we just talked about, was just some confidentiality as long as it's, you know, not anything very extreme. Number two is always in a public place. Always yeah. meet with them in a public place, whether it's a restaurant, a park, a mall, whatever it is. We try to build our things around that. Um, the third one is I always want you to tell I always want you to tell your parents about me. At some point, once sure. we start to build a relationship, I don't want them blindsided. I don't want them thinking I'm trying to undercut them. And the fourth thing is, is uh, just to teach them about being on time. Not not so much being on time like we're going to meet at five, but setting aside a time and not allowing something. Oh, you know, well, I decided I want to go do this. Sure. You know, of just kind of dishing it off. If we're going to be in a relationship with each other. Uh, in terms of talking and mentoring, I, I need for it to be a little more prioritized in Absolutely. your life. How important do you think, I mean, in mentoring, how, how important do you prioritize accountability? Um, it's very important. It's very important. From the original seven guys that I started with, um, that 70 people showed up at the university campus when we announced we were going to do this. Uh, from that original 70 it went to 11 and then down to seven and quite honestly from that those original guys i've done most of their weddings or been to their weddings or been in their weddings wow i have two that i'm god i'm the godfather to their children are you serious wow i am um so i i take those those original seven guys i talked to two of them today alone really Um, wow and I know what the other what the other roughly five are doing for Christmas, and I will hear from them probably before Christmas. But going going through those kinds of things, it is I have to hear certain phrases. I think that um, God's really laid on my heart that unless I hear certain phrases, I don't always know that that student is being laid before me as someone who needs mentoring. That needs it, yeah, and. Um, <clears throat> Those phrases um, are not something that I really make public, not because I'm ashamed of it. It's not that I'm looking for some watchwords, but 
I pretty consistently found that those are really the people that um, I have a strong sense that the Holy Spirit has put those students in front of me, whether male or female, though predominantly male, um, to do mentoring with them. And it can be anything from um, simple manners things to how to ask a girl out and not have the dad like standing at the at the door with a shotgun. <laughs> no, maybe he will. Or how but, to drive. Yeah, um, sometimes <laughs> how to drive. Um, but it's just how to express themselves in positive ways and to help um, boys grow into being men. I, I just I love that you do this. Um, my my teenage boys have have taken to you very well. They they love. Uh, Lee Kanakis, and mm-hmm. they are just they talk about you all the time. And just we've had a few interactions. At, you've come with me to different men's events sure. and and breakfasts and and things of that nature. And my boys have been with us, and they just they talk about you all the time. And I've seen how you can impact my two teenage sons. And I think about that in in the world in which we live, we desperately need men who have a a mentorship mentality that they want to pass on the baton or the legacy of godly manhood mm-hmm. because we the 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 picture of masculinity today is not um exactly pretty um yeah. unfortunately not and from those original seven guys we're rapidly approaching 200 people 200 wow. young men predominantly i'd say about 96 7 percent males and about three percent women yeah and amazingly some of those are married to those original seven guys oh wow or girlfriends to those guys that i'm mentoring that they ask if they can bring a significant person with them um to interact or just to talk through some things that either they're struggling with in their relationship or that they just want some they want another adult opinion who doesn't really have baggage in it that is their parent or the girl's parent. They have a neutral mentality. Yeah, it's more of a a judicious opinion. This is a guy who I know likes me, cares about me, wants the best for me. What does he say when this is happening? So Matthew 28 tells us to go make disciples. Right. Um, And and my question, when you mentor these guys, Mm -hmm. are they then in turn getting other guys in there, men- mm-hmm. you're teaching these guys how to mentor? Yes. And they are in taking fact, on? as recently as March, one of the original seven, unfortunately, died. Um, and he, uh, one of the other guys that I mentored was at the funeral, and mm-hmm. he visited with three guys that, that the deceased member of my group mm-hmm. was mentoring. Oh, wow. He, he stepped up and picked up the mantle to take over where he kind of left that's off. So, that's so good. Because you, you see so many stories in the news and yeah. on social media about you know how just men falling short. And, and right now, that's huge. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you see this. The world's dark. And mm-hmm. I heard this illustration. I love this. We need to be like diamonds on a black felt. Mm-hmm. When light is shown, that reflected light hits and just penetrates the world around us. Mm-hmm. Um, how important is... As a Christian man, how important is it to have regular Bible study? It's very important. I mean, everything I do is based around the Word of God. I either tell the student to stop me when I give them advice or when I give them direction. I ask them to stop me and say to me, where's that in the Bible? Mm -hmm. Or what biblical principle is that related to? 
Yeah. Because I say, if I can't do that, it doesn't mean that I'm lying to you, but you don't have to follow that if it's not going to be in God's Word. Yeah. And if it's not going to be a biblical principle, um, something like trust, honesty, those kinds, steadfastness, patience, those kinds of things that you see in the fruit of the Spirit and that you see all through um, the Old Testament and the New Testament with either prophets or the people of God or even through Jesus and the disciple into Paul, Timothy, and, uh, and uh, Barnabas and clear through to Revelation, quite honestly. Yeah, so. yeah. so in, in, the, in the idea of when you're mentoring someone mm-hmm. um, and they give you sensitive information that, that about you know, how they're feeling towards maybe someone of the opposite sex sure. or their, towards their parents, um, how do you, what are some of the mechanisms, what are some of the ways that you um, encourage them to either find reconciliation with their parents mm-hmm. or if there's, I mean, if there's some sort of a fight that's taking place? Mm-hmm. I mean, have, have you, has that been something that's come up? Yeah, it definitely has. And uh, my first step is, um, do, you, do you feel that you were in the wrong, either mm-hmm. by withholding information, let's say being late for curfew, um, violating violating something that was either a family standard or a parental standard for a situation. If they said, you know, we don't necessarily want you to go to X's house yeah. or those kinds of things. And they've given you pretty good reason for that other than just like, ah, you know, I don't like the kid. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I then I say, you're, there's going to have to be some apology on your behalf. And my first... The first thing, because it's very um, problematic in our society, is, well, no, that wasn't me. That was them. That was nothing. There's no, you know, there's no stink on me. Yeah. Well, that's not necessarily true. You may have to apologize for either an attitude, or for something that you did, that uh, was a little outside that may have escalated the situation. Mm. Um, and I'm not saying in the heat of the moment to do that, but within a couple of days, say. Can we go back and talk about this and either how I mishandled it, how I, how I felt you may have mishandled it in relationship to that. Um, and I also will never be a part of those discussions with their parents. Sure. Because, again, I'm not trying to come between, between those significant others. I'm trying to enhance those relationships. So good. And to help, that, help those students learn how to problem solve, how to mediate a little bit for themselves, and then how to uh, begin to deal in society if if something goes wrong in a restaurant or mm-hmm. with a friend at school or those kinds of things, how to handle those in a patient yet strong way, a biblically-based way yeah. of resolving problems, not to spread it all over school, not to take it out on somebody else, but to do that. Um, not to consider that they're just they've turned to black and they don't exist anymore. Yeah, no. They do. Let's let's go ahead and address address, address those that at some level. Sure. Yeah. So let's let me go personal. What sure. has God been showing you lately? Okay, that's a really good question. Um, it's uh, in the in the last couple of years, I've had some minor health problems, some things that have caught my attention. I mean, sure. they're minor now. At the time, they seem more major, you know. But uh, he's really taught me about patience and just about um, continuing to get up and to move forward, even even in situations 
Um, I don't lose my temper as much as I once did in my life. I, I try to be pretty even keeled, not only for the students that I'm mentoring, but within my job, within my relationships with other people. Uh, I just find that um, having kind of that patience and long suffering that's talked about in the fruits of the Spirit are very important. I'm not going to say that hasn't taken work. I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes, you know, I have to really you teach myself <laughs> to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> in the immortal words of Billy Joel, you got to leave a tender moment alone sometimes. <laughs> I mean, not to over-explain it, but just to kind of let it run its yeah. course. Yeah. To, to say things and then let those kind of soak in and to do that. Because we live in a society of immediacy and uh, quick service and those kinds of things. And sometimes it may, in a healing process, it may take a month or so for someone to forgive you if you f- if they feel like they've been wronged by yeah. you. And the same may be true. It may take a while after I'm sorry is sure. said, or I was out of line to do that. It may take a while for that for those chords to be. Oh, right absolutely. I, I'm sorry is not, or, or please forgive me is not a magic. Okay. Yeah. Whoosh, I, you know, Jedi mind trick it away, but it's still, I think it's the most appropriate first step. It is to say, listen, I, I was wrong. And those, that's, I don't know if it's just me, but those are hard words to say. I yeah. was wrong. And sometimes you have to say it, even if you weren't wrong. Yeah. But no, to get the dialogue to started. get it going. Sure. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things I, in my Christian walk, I've seen just the struggle mm-hmm. to sometimes find the, the ability to give forgiveness to people that you feel like don't necessarily deserve your forgiveness. Um, but Jesus, I mean, Jesus, did, he's forgiven you and I mm-hmm. of, of far more uh, egregious things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just it's one of those things that I think is important. Everything from denying him to doing physical violence when they thought they were going to do that, um, denying him in front of other people mm. in the garden at the end of his life and even a little bit earlier yeah. of just looking at him and going, I don't really understand where we're going. <laughs> no. That... And, and that's fine. I mean, that's part of the transparency of the disciples that I see. And even the people in the church in Acts and other... Um, and other places all through the New Testament. I see that again. So So what's one of the best ways that you could, if you're sitting down with someone and you want to try to help them find a path to, mm-hmm. to victory, what, what's, what's some of your first advice? Um, again, it is to, as much as you can, keep your mouth shut early <laughs> on and let them express full thoughts. Sure. Um, and they may not have full thoughts which is frustrating for some adults that are well-spoken, are well-read, that may be very hard for you to do. but Because they may ex- not even know what they're struggling exactly. with yet. Let yeah. them express it to the best of their ability um, as to what is happening in their life or what is going on um, related to them. Um, and I'm going to tell you that in 30 years, mentoring has really changed because of social media yeah. and because of those kinds of things. All kinds of new hurts and weird. It, it is it is much harder for us to get a set for me to get a set time with the person that I'm mentoring on a consistent basis. So sometimes we'll jump one day to a next or from a morning to an afternoon. Um, 
don't don't be afraid to use uh, food food as a bribe with <laughs> with teenagers. It works. Students. Food works uh, for teenagers because a lot of times when they're eating, they will be a little more transparent with you um, related to what's really going on. Um, I also don't ever push them farther than they're willing to go, at least early on in the process. After a year or so, I might ask a much deeper question. Sure, but sometimes. You know, a student may share something with me, and I'll say, you know, thank you very much. For taking that time. Yeah, for taking the time. Um, My second step question sometimes is, did you tell me the truth to the best of your ability when Mm -hmm. you relayed that story? Yeah. And being able to tell the truth to somebody is really... Yeah. And sometimes they're going to maybe come at you and not give you the full story. Because they don't want they don't want to pull those walls down, but when they see that you, this is a quote unquote safe space, and yeah. I know that that's a silly word that has yeah. been thrown around, but it is a safe space to be able to be authentic and vulnerable mm-hmm. and say things that that need to be said. Yeah, uh, to find that 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 healing and reconciliation. Um, well, and also I want to make sure that as they're relaying a story, that they're not shading it to their advantage rather than trying to look at it for what really happened in that situation. Yeah. You know. So I, I heard a story. Um, you have an honorary doctorate. I, I do not have, I've been nominated. Nom, I'm sorry, that's right, you nominated for, the, for, for this. honorary doctorate and, in this area, in discipleship and in mentoring. So how, how did that come about, if you don't mind? Uh, I uh, Back in October, I was with a group of friends, and uh, one of the friends who actually is the stepbrother of one of the original guys that I mentored in that group of seven that I spoke to, Yeah, looked at me and said, hey, I would you give me your resume? <laughs> and I said, sure. And he goes, do you, do you not want to know the reason why I want it? And I said, no. You know, I trust you. Mm. And he said, actually, you don't, because I've known him when he used to come to soccer games. His brother played on a soccer team that I coached. And at six years old, he was always doing stuff. And sometimes I'd say, hey, put that down and don't mess with that. So he said, I know you don't trust me all my life because of that. But he now has has an earned doctorate. And uh, so he then pursued um, somewhat surreptitiously, contacted a number because he knows that group of, uh, that original group of seven. And he contacted a number of them and some people that I've worked with and said, would you like write a letter of reference for me, which wow. they have. And um, in January, it's supposed to be announced so you'll find whether out. I'm actually a recipient or not. Okay, so you'll find out in 2019. I'm, I'm thrilled to have been nominated for this. It's a great honor. And particularly, I have all the letters that were written and wow. uh, in support of me. And it's, That's uh, going to be such an encouragement. It was. It was. I mean, it to was, see the fruit. Because a lot of guys that do this kind of stuff, a lot, yeah. pastors and youth pastors, they, a lot of times they just don't see the fruit sometimes. And... and being in ministry can be incredibly lonely, mm-hmm. and it can be frustrating because you don't see the fruit. And we won't. And a lot of times, we won't see the fruit until we're in eternity. Mm-hmm. I but, agree. But to be able to see that has got to be some solace and some comfort to to see the impact. Well, the really amazing thing is, is they only asked for three letters, and there were seven written. Oh wow! One by a le- by a licensed counselor, mm-hmm. two by medical doctors. One, a couple by educational doctors, people that have educational doctorates. Yeah. Um, a couple of people that I worked with at another institution. 
And uh, so it was a wide variety from the original group of seven to people that I interacted with and, and work. So it's kind of like different rungs on the ladder, but just people that were good friends mm -hmm. and who had an impact on my life just as they thought I had an impact sure. on their life. So what's your hope for the next five years? Uh, my hope for the next five years is, is that, uh, you know, I will be sustained in health and mind and that um, I'll still be able to reach out to high school students and college students and 20-somethings uh, that are really looking for not necessarily someone to give them direction, but someone just to come alongside and walk life. In some cases, it's because we've already gotten through, I've already gotten through some of the things that they're struggling with. Sure. Um, graduating from high school tests, knowing what your college degree is going to be, those kinds of things. Um, but to then move forward related, um, just helping them to move forward um, and to, to really find their way in God's way for their life and to grow, to be great husbands, great wives, if it's, if yeah. it's females, to raise great kids, to, to have an impact for Christ in their workplace. So cool. And, and those are the things that I want. Those are, big. those are not the things that draw attention to me, but they point to the one who guides me. And that's, why, and that's why God, God tells us that if you, if you humble yourself, before him and do his will, he's going to exalt you. And right. I think you're doing that, my friend. Yeah. I really but, do. But it's to point attention at him. It's Absolutely. Not to say when I say that we're we're around 200 guys, that's not to draw attention. Not to, to me. you. It's saying that God's drawn to. Yeah, Jesus has done incredible things through you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking time out of your schedule to come and just share about mentoring, about your heart, just to, to give us the information about who you are. Um, would you? dismiss us in prayer sure sure thanks god thank you for what you did not only in the birth of christ but through the life of christ and even his death for our sins yeah god we recognize that every day we see people around us who are hurting from big things and small things but nonetheless they have a hurt uh, god may you just continue to put your people in front of them mm. and god when we don't have words may you just direct us either through a touch, or uh, just understanding, a gaze of listening uh, to help them so that they know that someone cares and that someone is grounded in you. Yes, in Lord. Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Lee. I appreciate it. That was such a fun conversation to have with Lee. I really hope it encouraged you and challenged you. You never know when you can make an impact in someone's life. I really want to encourage you guys this week to pray about finding somebody in 2019 to encourage and to love on and to pray for. It might just change the world. Love you guys. To find out more about the Northview Radio Program and Caleb Gordon, go to www.calebgordon.com. This program has been brought to you by DSR, a technology company that has been investing in Bartles of a families for over 35 years. DSR, we deliver technology.